0: If you ever wanted to laugh before, wait until you hear my southern country ass try to pronounce some of these names in the Star Wars universe. Look, you guys, I had to come back and remind you that I'm your favorite black geek. A new season of The Mandalorian is here. Let's talk about it. We already got two episodes. Let's go. What's up, you guys? I, of course, am Kendrick Tucker, the season ticket holder of pop culture, here to talk to you today about The Mandalorian. My God, my God. So, you guys, I know you guys have been waiting for an episode. Usually, I bring you an episode every single week. I felt so bad because I took a vacation. I felt so bad about not coming to you with a new episode last week that I'm bringing you two this week. I'm giving you guys a Mandalorian review. We're going to talk about the first two episodes. And then, of course, later this week, I'm going to give you your weekly reality roundup episode. Now, that's going to talk about, well, we got two weeks of The Bachelorette. We've got two weeks of Potomac to talk about. We got to squeeze a lot of stuff in this week. But don't worry. I'm excited about it because today... Today, today, we're going to talk about the new season of The Mandalorian. Now, look, if you were too lazy to take your ass to uh, Disney Plus and watch the first season, this review ain't going to help you at all. I'm not talking about all that. I'm starting at chapters nine and 10, okay? I'm going to season two, the one that just started two Fridays ago. I'm not going all the way back to season one. Look. That's the fun in it. Go ahead, go back and watch it, catch up. And then when you get to chapter nine, just jump in on my review. I don't mind. Go ahead and do what you need to do. Pause this episode, go watch that for you know five, six hours and then come back. I'll be right here. For those of you, however, that have done your homework already and you're already caught up and you just want to come and laugh about uh, a damn fool's perspective about the Mandalorian season two, you've come to the right place. Here I am. Let's go ahead and talk about it. So the episode opens up with Mando and the child. Uh, look, for the purpose of this, I, I know his name is the child. Every now and then I might refer to him as Black Yoda. Uh, not, oh, Lord, not Black Yoda, Baby Yoda. Well, here, he's black in my eyes. <laughs> he's black in my heart, too. So we don't, you know, Yoda do some trifling shit, but we go we go leave it alone. I'm not trying to get canceled. Look, the first episode opens up with Mando and the child. Uh, pop-locking and dropping their asses through what looks like South Central L.A., but it turns out, you know, of course, they're in space somewhere. We don't. I don't exactly know where, but he's going for a meeting with a guy named Gore Koresh. Now, look, y'all, you know you got to forgive me with these pronunciations. I tried to listen to this a million times. It will never help the phonetics in me. I'm just trying to pronounce it. Yeah, y'all know who the hell I'm talking about if you watch the episode Big Man with the Gun, Okay. They walk into what appears to be like a galactic version of Pacquiao versus Mayweather. And even in space, Pacquiao was getting that ass whooped, okay? Mando comes in and kind of details that he's looking for other Mandalorians because he's been tasked with getting the child, Baby Yoda, Black Yoda, back to his own species. Of course, if you've ever seen any type of movie, TV show, uh, uh, uh keanu reeves flick then you know it's a setup gore koresh demands that mando gives him the armor now you see every time mando tries to meet and do right with somebody they want his damn armor why won't y'all leave this man alone he's just trying to do a little good in the universe he ain't bothering no damn body mando said bitch you got me fucked up i was ready to pay you for this little uh funky ass information Look, the child already knew what was about to jump off. He closed that little floating crib of his, and Mando started whooping ass left and right. He even hung that man on a light pole. Now, look, that triggered me a little bit. Y'all know I'm black. He, I, it, it felt like he damn near lynched this man, okay? We just had this whole election... Filled with all this uh, racist rhetoric and all this, uh, this imagery and all of these news cycles that have been problematic as hell. And this man wants to sit up here and lynch this guy. But you know what, Mando, I knew you were coming from a good place, so I'm going to let that lynching slide. He basically sat there and he said, before I, you know, completely beat your ass, I'm going to give you another chance to tell me where these other Mandalorians are. He goes ahead and he coughs it up. He tells him, okay, okay, I know of one other Mandalorian, and guess where he is? If you ever seen any type of Star Wars movie, you know that this man is on Tatooine. Now, see, I'm not even the biggest, like, you know, I've seen all the Star Wars movies. I've told y'all before. I know enough to know the characters and all this kind of stuff, but I'm not like the... The guy that can point out stuff in the background about Star Wars movies, you know, oh, that, see, that's a little slip up. You know, they they left that in there. It's not like I can point out uh, in Game of Thrones where they were drinking all the damn Starbucks and left them t- cups on the table and all that kind of stuff during that trash ass last season. But we're not going to talk about that right now. We're talking about Tatooine. Mando ends up making his way to Pelimoto's place, a.k.a. that crazy ass, insane ass Amy Sedaris, he tells her that he needs to get to Moss Pelgo. He said, no, nah, I don't need to get to no damn Moss Isley. I don't need to get to Moss Esper. I need to get to Moss Pelgo. He said, I don't even know what that is. I ain't never heard of that. I've been on Tatooine uh, a whole lot. I don't know what that is. She said, oh, don't worry. Look, look, I got you. She pulled out the map. Well, it wasn't really a map. She called one of those androids over there and he did that little, you know, that holograph screen kind of stuff. Don't you wish you had this shit in real life? I'm so sick of carrying around paper and uh, plastic and all this type of shit they give at the grocery store. Give me some holographs, but not that creepy ass shit that Kanye West gave Kim Kardashian for her birthday. Sorry, this is the most random side note on the planet. But am I the only one that was entirely creeped out by seeing that man give that girl a hologram of her dead father for her birthday. Was that not the craziest shit? And he actually, get, he, the man was applauding Kanye and all this. I'm like, this is the creepiest shit I've ever seen in my life. And this is coming from someone who has lost his father. My dad died back in 2016. So it's, uh, it's what, four and a half years now that he passed. No, God, keep that. T- I don't care how much you love me, how much you hate me. I do not want a hologram of my father talking, especially talking about somebody else that he ain't never met. That is the creepiest shit in the world. Anyway, back to the map. (laughs) He gives her, uh, she, you know, brings up the map and she points out where Mos Pelgo used to be, but no one's there anymore. He is like, look, I got to get there because they said there's a Mandalorian there. They said there's a population there. Let me go ahead and get that little speeder bike of yours and I'll be on my way. Of course, she gives him the speeder bike. He strapped uh, Baby Yoda's ass, Black Yoda's ass, to the back of that damn speeder bike, and he drove the hell off. That man be speeding so damn fast, and that baby don't even give a damn. That baby just sits back, let his hair blow in the wind. Yoda is like a damn puppy you know when you get a new puppy they just so happy to be in the car they are uh, putting their arms up on the seats they trying to look out the window they want the wind and just blowing their hair that's how baby yoda is he don't give a damn how fast this man going he just like he like look as long as you don't drop my ass like you did in episode two we'll talk about that as long as you don't drop my ass off this bike i'm down for the ride i'm like a rider that chick i'm here wherever you trying to go they finally make it to mouse Pelgo go And these people are staring daggers into Mando like they want no parts of him. See, this is the way I imagine it. If you're a black person and you accidentally like walk to a Trump rally, (laughs) even though you're not starting or shit, you're just trying to get from point A to point B. You're like, look, I'm trying to get over there to the Zaxby's. I just want me a wings and things combo. I'm not trying to mess with you people. I'm trying, you know, if it's a Raisin Cane's over there, I'm just trying to give me some chicken tender and fries and uh, mind my business. I'm not even bothering you people. They were staring daggers into Mando's helmet. He he was like, look, this ain't got nothing to do with me. I'm here looking for this man that uh, (laughs) that stole this damn costume. Well, he don't know that he stole it yet, but he about to find out. All of this leads up to the encounter with the Marshal who apparently has stolen somebody's damn outfit and is using this man's armor mando should have known that this man was not a mandalorian one because he was skinny as hell and then that man sat down at that table and took off his damn helmet mando was like oh hell no nah, bitch we're not even supposed to do that the only reason the audience knows that i'm a uh, pedro Pascal is that it was a damn android looking at my face last season now see Again, if you haven't watched last season, shame on you. Ain't nothing I can do for you. That's your own damn fault. Go catch up so you'll know what the hell I'm talking about. We find out that the Marshall's name is Cobb Vanth. Now, I feel like I feel that's, that's something we'll need to know in the future. I feel like Timothy Oliphant is at least a big enough actor to where when he pops up, we can at least expect to see him in either season three or... Or maybe some point later in season two. Plus, they did that whole, I hope this isn't the last time I see you thing. So, you know, that always usually means, uh, bitch, I'll see you a little bit later on when I need your help again. And we want to give the audience a little razzle-dazzle, uh, razzle-matazz. Now, for those of you who don't know that name, Timothy Olyphant, that's the man that's been full on all across Netflix with Drew Barrymore, Uh, either killing zombies or eating zombies or being zombies, something like that. They had this show. It was pretty popular. I never did. Coming from the person that watches everything, I'm literally the black geek because I watch and I read and I go see everything. So for me, not watching this show, I, I mean, it doesn't say a lot, but I didn't watch the show, but I know him from other stuff. He's the guy from Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, who had that fantastic scene with Leonardo DiCaprio's character, where Leo kept fucking up the the dialogue, and you know he went back to his trailer so frustrated. But the other deputy God, he plays a marshal and everything the other marshal in that scene is timothy olafan you know his face he kind of looks like another actor but look i'm not always well versed in white people so y'all gotta forgive me when i think of who i'm talking about i'll I'll do a whole episode and just let you know but until then uh just sit on pins and needles because that's all i got for you they come to an agreement before it gets you know all crips versus Blood. Uh, uh crime mob versus d4 <laughs> that was a dumb ass that, that was dumb but y'all forgive me he basically says okay look out there you feel that you see that big ass underground dragon thing help me kill that fake ass tremor monster and i'll let you have this armor That that's a pretty lopsided ass agreement but okay you gonna risk your life for an outfit you probably could have got off of ebay but Listen, it's not my business. For whatever reason, Mando accepted. So you know to move the episode along, we we got to kind of buy into the premise. Side note, I know I kind of showed my age just then talking about this damn Tremors monster. Does anybody remember that movie, that Kevin Bacon ass movie with the the underground uh, uh trem? They were called Tremors, and they'd come up. It, it was in a desert too, just like whatever. that's beside the point but listen for the sake of this podcast you gotta be ready to hear all kinds of random ass comparisons coming from me I've seen every single pop culture movie and I know some of y'all old asses out there have seen them too so don't judge me So after all of those theatrics and, you know, the kind of climaxing of the episode, not the climax, but, you know, the pivotal point in the plot where you tell us why we're going to get to that climactic moment later on, we find out that the Marshal actually needs this armor because he's actually protecting Mos Pelgo. Now, for y'all that forgot Mos Pelgo, that's the little area that they're, they're actually in right now, so... He agrees to give it back after they uh, after they beat this Tremor Monster, Kevin Bacon Tremor Monster's ass. So then the marshal gives us a bit of backstory. He said it was right after the Empire fell, but they literally had no time to celebrate because these people known as the Mining Collective moved right in. But, <laughs> listen, slavery was back, and that's a fact. The Mining Collective moved right in, and they were ready to crack them whips, uh, bring back their plantation. They were ready to do it all. He escaped somehow and he stole Look, I didn't get the name of it. We just go call them Swarovski crystals. Okay. He stole some sworsky crystals from these people. And I guess they worth a lot of money. You know, he, I guess they were the mine and collected. They were mining for Zales or K jewelers or Tiffany or somebody. I don't know. But regardless, the Jawas rescued him. And they offered him the armor in exchange for those Swarovski crystals from Zell's or K's or every yeah, speak, you know, or Tiffany's, whoever it is. And so he like, well, shit, I didn't need this no way. Here, take it. Uh, uh, let me have that Mandalorian armor. I hear it's pretty good, and I'll be on my way. Fast forward to a little bit later in the episode. After all the the gang banging and nucking and bucking, we see that they actually strike a deal with the Sand People to kill Drogon or Viserys or Kyle Drogo or the Kevin Bacon Tremors monster, whatever you want to call it. They strike up a deal to kill him because they actually need him dead too. That damn dragon been eating the hell out of the sand people. So they like, okay, look, we'll make a deal with y'all just this one time. But after this, uh, uh-uh, take your asses on. And then we will all just live separately and happily ever after. Listen, the funniest part in this whole damn episode was when the Sand People tried to take them to Kevin Bacon's Tremor Monster Cave, and they tried to uh, feed him the big woolly mammoth thing. Look, I don't know what those things are called, but they look like... When I was in school, they told us they were called woolly mammoths, so if they got a new name in Star Wars, I'll never know, but for the sake of this, we'll call it woolly mammoth. Dead damn dragon, Drogon, Viserys, Kevin Bacon, Tremor Monster... Came out of that cave and he fucked that little sand people person up. Yes, I just said sand people person up. He fucked that little sand people person up. That that, that woolly mammoth just politely minded his business and walked the hell away from that situation. Mando go turn to them and say, I think they looking for some new ideas on how to handle this. I know the hell they are. What, what else they gonna do? They, this man, every time they come towards this cave, eating the hell up out of these people. I'll be looking for some new ideas, too. They start discussing a plan and then somewhere along the negotiations, they start to realize just how big Kevin Bacon's tremor monster is. Mando sits his narco ass up there and volunteers this man's whole damn village to help out. Now, see, this is why people come to blows in real life. This is why people swing on other people. If it... it, If this had been the reason that Candace and Monique on the Real Housewives of Potomac had gotten to fighting, I would have hands down been on Monique's side. I would have understood this. But see, you telling me you sat here and you just volunteered that whole man's whole village and they don't know nothing about it. Don't be volunteering me for shit. And then they go back and tell the people, oh, well, you know, we don't want the dragon, you know, coming after you. Or even worse, if he ends up eating our children's school, I would have been in them being like, "Boy, fuck them kids. That dragon ain't did nothing to us yet. We just politely dodge that man. Stay out of his way. He don't bother us. He just go through the middle of the town and do what he do. Don't volunteer me to risk my life to do all it especially after you just witnessed him eating up one of these damn sand people and now you want me to work with the sand people who clearly don't know what the hell they doing either ultimately the people of moss pelgo and the sand people agree to join forces they go back to kevin bacon's Tremor monsters cave and they find out that he's asleep side note you're a brave motherfucker. If you see one of your friends gets eaten alive by that thing, and you still volunteer to go close enough to see if he's asleep, you have all of my respect in the world. Because if I witnessed one of my best friends getting eaten the fuck up by that thing, you'd have to drag me kicking and screaming towards the damn cave. Then we find out that the only weak spot that he has is on his belly. Now, how the fuck are you supposed to get under there? I'm try- See, look, the Mandalorian... Brings out all the cussing in me. Normally, I don't, well, I was about to lie to y'all. I was about to say I don't curse this much, but by now, y'all probably listen to my podcast. You know that I have the tongue of a a 30... <laughs> I was about to say a 30-year-old sailor, but I'm a, literally a 31-year-old man, so that don't make any sense. But you know what the hell I mean. I curse like a sailor. Anyway, the damn thing slithers for a living. How the hell are you supposed to get under his belly? But look, that's not for me to figure out. That's for Mando and the child... And a uh, uh, skinny man that runs around with with Drew Barrymore and the sand people to figure out—that's not my business. And here's the other thing: I could almost understand you still trying when the dragon came out and was just biting at y'all. But the moment that damn thing started throwing up acid, it would have been like a, a Chris Brown and Tiger concert up in there. I would have been throwing the deuces so deuces so damn fast. You, I. You mean to tell me not only are you a slitherer fast as hell, but you can also uh, a bite and, and spit acid too? You like damn Reptile from Mortal Kombat? Oh, hell no. They go through this whole rigmarole of battling and uh, throwing stuff, you know, throwing the big uh, Katniss Everdeen crossbows and stuff. And they, you know, they doing all that. And the Mandos, both of them, finally say, you know what, fuck it, let's take flight. They take flight. They get to a high point on the mountain. Oh, but, bitch, Drogon has something for their asses. Drogon came out of the top of that mountain and started throwing up acid like he was doing on the ground. Uh, it was raining hell on their asses. Now, that, that that was some funny shit. If y'all sit up there and fuck with that man and then he come out and start raining on y'all asses, you think you'd leave him alone then, but y'all still uh want your villages back and stuff. So, whatever. Y'all better than me. Mando finally says, you know what, let's try to trick this man. He tricks him into getting a, you know, a woolly mammoth covered in bombs, and he stands next to it, and he, you know, we he makes us think he's doing that big sacrifice play. You know, he makes us think that he's uh, uh, Tony Stark with the Infinity Gauntlet getting ready to snap his fingers, but that unfortunately did not happen. Not I mean, not that we want Mando dead, but that good sympathy, that good sacrifice play never came mando said uh sacrifice these nuts he flew right out of that dragon's mouth and he blew his ass clean up all is well in tatooine they got all the meat that they can eat for a whole year he was able to breed some meat back to uh amy sedaris i keep forgetting her name mel M- 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 he Plogo, or the sh- i don't know all these damn names sound the same But even that skinny-ass Marshall finally gave that man's clothes back. Now, ain't God good? Now, that was episode one. Episode one, that was how you do a season premiere. That was a good-ass episode. The Mandalorian has definitely been delivering this season. But I don't want to cover just one episode every week. I want to talk about two. I kind of, ooh, ooh, ooh. That, I mean, one was so good that it really kind of set my expectations high for two. Number two definitely delivered, not as well as number one, but it was still a great watch. Mostly because I was able to get a lot of comedy out of it because I was watching it. And you know, black folk can't take nothing serious. So I was cracking up the whole damn episode right up until we got to those spiders. But let's go ahead and dive into it. The real plot on episode two begins when Mando makes his way back to Pelimoto's. He sees her. In some kind of, I don't know if it's a card game or or what it is, but he sees her and he ends up getting swindled out of a whole lot of money for more information about the location of yet another Mandalorian sect. Later on, he agrees to give this contact, which is apparently a part of the deal, give this contact transport to... The system. Now, you know, if you're a Star Wars fan and you've heard about the system before, don't ask me to explain it because I'll start uh, telling you about Microsoft and Word and uh, Google and all that kind of. That's all the damn system I know. Amy, oh lord, I'm gonna keep calling this lady Amy Sedaris, Pelimoto or whatever the hell y'all want to call her. Amy Sedaris, Pelimoto, the uh, crazy ass lady that's funny as hell. She vouches for the traveler, saying that she knows her. Uh, really well, even though she's barely even met this person. Now, see, that's some shit your cousins do. My cousins are good for that kind of stuff. You know, they'll have you doing a favor for somebody. And, uh, it's somebody they barely even know they self. They'll have you, uh, uh, going to try to take somebody to their house, but they got to make a stop along the way. I'm not going to this. Look, that looks like a drug bust. I am not taking you over there either. You can go, I can take you straight to the house or you can just catch the bus. I'm not taking you to all these little detours and then the police sitting on this house watching and then we both go to jail. If I go to jail, who gonna take my cousin to work the next day? I I gotta take her home. Now, see, you'd mess up the whole thing. You see that? That's why I, oof, let, let me, Okay let me digress because otherwise I'll be cussed out one of my cousins on this damn podcast and then it'd be a whole thing at Thanksgiving and I'm trying not to do that this year. I'm trying to keep the peace at Thanksgiving. Let's move on. The damn traveler comes around the corner and wouldn't you know it, it's goddamn Benya Benya from Gullah Gullah's Island. Let's all come play together in the bright sunny weather. Let's all go to Gullah, gullah, island, gullah, gullah. Benya, Benya, I was like, no, Benya, Benya's ass is not up here causing all these problems. Not only does Benya, Benya need arrive, Benya, Benya's ass comes up and says that he can't go the hyperdrive. So basically, she needs somebody to walk her ass across space because she needs her eggs fertilized and she got to get to her husband and they'll die if this man goes into hyperdrive. Now, ain't there some shit? You see, people that beg the most always got the most demands. Now, of course, my mind, you know, I always go to the negative. I go to the pessimistic. You know, I just can't help it. It was the way I was raised. I immediately am starting to think, that Benya Benya is go be the villain in this episode. Little do we know that Yoda, the child, Black Yoda, (laughs) is the actual damn villain. He ends up eating that lady's damn children. Now, ain't there some shit? This lady just told you, don't eat these damn Easter eggs. I got to fertilize them to get to my man (laughs) and let him fertilize these eggs so that I can actually have a child. These are the last of my uh, lineage and you sent up her eating my damn kids. Now this woman is up there asleep. She don't see this man back here eating up all his damn children. He inhaling the hell out of her children. She don't know what the hell going on. Thankfully Mando came back there and put his ass in the crib. They both took a little nap before they got interrupted by, I don't know what the intergalactic space, the, the police, the, uh the star troopers <laughs> with Denise Richards. See, I love a crossover. The Star Troopers with Denise Richards and uh, I forgot that pretty ass man's name, but they the ones that pulled over Mando, giving him a hard time, asking him all these questions. I say pulled over, but you know what I mean. They pull up beside him. They all still driving. I guess in space you can't really pull over, huh? I'm getting somebody to leave. You can pull over if you want to. Yeah, let's go. Uh, then drop. They are asking him question after question, trying to get him to prove this, prove that Mando's handling it well right up until they're uh, really pushing on him, saying that they still need him to give them some kind of signal that he's not with the uh, Imperial. So long story short, Mando flees because they start asking too many damn questions. He ends up crashing on a planet that's covered in snow. He's falling down ditches and pits. You know, the, the the ground is so soft that once his big ass raggedy ass spaceship lands, it just falls down into the ground. So once they finally regain consciousness, he goes to check on the child. And of course, Black Yoda is back there eating up this lady's damn children like he is at the damn Golden Corral. Like he is at a, a China buffet or I, he is up here eating all this latest shit. Like he had Ryan's. Ooh, what? Wait a minute. All my people in the South. What? I wonder why Ryan's went out of business. Ryan's. when I was a kid, we would go to church on Sunday. And the only reason that we let them people take us to church for that long on Sunday, because, you know, black church in the South, you get there at 10 in the morning, you don't leave till 233. So it was an all-day thing. You basically worked uh, a part-time shift going to church. I was so excited to go to church with my wife friends when I was a kid because they go to church at 10. It's done by 1045, 11, and you getting out of there. I, dead long as church served. But the reason we went was because of Ryan's Restaurant. That Ryan's Buffet was the best food you ever will eat in your life. And of course, they didn't make it. All the stuff just goes by the wayside. I still, every time I go to Walmart, I pass by old Ryan's building. You know how like you drive past like a Walmart that isn't like uh functioning anymore, but you can still tell it's a Walmart. Ryan's is like that. Like you know that it's not you know, a, a KFC or a McDonald's. That's Ryan's. You can recognize the outline of their building. I don't know how I got this far off track, but Yoda was eating up them damn uh <laughs> was eating up them babies like frogs eat flies. Mando basically says, Look, it's too much shit going on. You eating this lady children. We didn't try out to duck the police and we didn't end up crashing. This lady don't speak no English. I don't know what's going on right now. This is too much for my well being. I'm calling off the deal. I don't give a damn about them other Mandalorians anymore. You just stay on your side of the plane. I'll stay on my side. And when morning comes, we'll try to figure out what to do with the ship, how to get it out of this ravine or this ditch or whatever we stuck in. And then, you know, <laughs> I'm going leave your ass here and I'm going to go on about my business. Benya Benya says, oh, hell no. She waits till Mando falls asleep. She hooks up that android. And she uses it like it's a damn megaphone. She wakes his ass up and tell him, oh, I thought a weak ass Mandalorian said something. You know, I, th- I thought you were supposed to be the ones that honor this, honor that. You're supposed to be a man of your word, uh, uh, accomplish my dreams, all this kind of stuff. basically guilt tripping his ass into delivering her to her wife. So she can get them damn eggs fertilized. Getting your eggs fertilized. Why does it sound even nastier than like ski 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 I don't know. They just sound so nasty every time I say it. Like I get a chill down my back. Mando finally says, look, fine. Okay, fine. He agrees. He goes outside and he starts working on the ship. The child somehow wanders off. And he didn't even see it, but Benya Benya had wandered off at some point, too. Now, you just guilt tripped that man into fixing this ship, and now you want to go off and lollygag and tussy roll and do all this when your ass should be in this ship watching them kids and make sure they don't get ate up. But that's a whole other story. He finally stops, and he goes looking after them. They haul him shaking inside the cave and stuff. Bando basically says, look, y'all not doing the right kind of stuff. While he's giving this lady this speech about you need to uh, put these eggs back in this canister, (laughs) back in this tuna can and come on. The child is over there messing with all these eggs that are across this cave. And that's when the stuff that nightmares are made of came true. I swear I've had this dream before. Being chased by big ass spiders through an endless cave with nothing but spiders hatching all around me and and, and and chasing me. And they got little human teeth, you know, and like chewing up everything. And woo! Listen, they did everything they could to escape. Mando and Benya Benya and uh, uh, Black Yoda are all doing everything they can to escape. But those spiders are on their asses like back pockets. They are on their ass. The, the next 10 minutes of the episode is basically... Mando doing everything he can to get them into the cockpit of the ship and get the doors closed because those spiders were on them, baby. Those spiders didn't give a damn. Those spiders were everywhere in that ship. Later on, I don't know what happens again, but it looks like I don't know if Mando passed out or if they all hit their heads again or something. But later on, they showed them trying to come out of it. And the same guys that pulled him over were the ones that helped him escape the situation. Now, see that God will work in your favor if you let him. See, they always said that in that black, church, taking it back to black church again. They always said, as long as you let him do it, he'll do it for you. And I see that they came right through there. And then Mando had the nerve to tell those people, well, I'll let you keep the bounty if you help me. Uh, help me start up this ship. They like. They like. Boy, you got big nerve. I'm not helping you do shit. I'ma uh ride off like I didn't see you. But I'm definitely not about to help you. Not on no damn cold ass planet. I'm about to go about my business. Act like I ain't never seen you ass. You fix this ship yourself. And uh, more power to you and Benya Benya. Mando finally fixed that ship so that lady could get to her husband and get them eggs hunched on. And once again, all is good in Tatooine. Now, I know they weren't anywhere near Tatooine this time, but look, Tatooine is the only setting I know in Star Wars. So instead of saying all is good in the hood, all is good in Tatooine, okay? But enough about me. What did you guys think? Were you impressed with the first two episodes of The Mandalorian? Did you think one was better than the other? Did you hate both? Did you love both? Well, of course, you know, just like every other week, I want to hear your opinion. Hit me up on Instagram at Housewives Marvel Podcast. Make sure you follow me. We have the best time on there. We laugh all day long. Or email me. I want to know your opinions. Maybe I'll include them in a future episode. Email me at Housewives Marvel Podcast at gmail.com. And let's keep this conversation going. I'll be back with another Mandalorian episode in two weeks. And I'll be back with a reality roundup episode later on this week. So until then, see ya.